How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson with Ross Cutsforth and Luke Goosens. And today we're discussing Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 4, The Last of the Starks. We're going to do a little bit of Game of Thrones news before we do the discussion. So first, big story this week. George R. R. Martin confirmed on his blog that three Game of Thrones spinoff shows are still in the works. You know, we know the first one is Jane Goldman's spinoff set in the Age of Heroes, which includes The Long Night, and that begins shooting later this year. But he also did a little tease in there saying, hey, fans, you should go read Fire and Blood. It may end up being something to do with it. And for the listeners who don't know, Fire and Blood, it is his book that he released last year in 2018 about the Targaryen dynasty. And so, boys, I wanted to hear, like, what is your what out of this book, out of this the dynasty, would you want to see make it to the TV screen? I I really like the Dance of Dragons. Obviously, that's that's a big popular one that everyone wants. And then. Besides that, the Blackfire Rebellions would be cool too. But the Dance of Dragons, how it has all that Game of Thrones deceit in all the politics and betrayals and backstabbing. Because in the Dance of Dragons, there's this Targaryen who has been, he was the heir for a really long time. And all throughout the king's rule, he was the heir. And then all of a sudden at the end, after the king died, they just named somebody else the heir. And that is what caused, causes the conflict because there's other members of the family that didn't really like him. Yeah, and for the listeners who don't know, the this civil war happened probably about 170 years, I think, before the War of the Five Kings. Yeah. Uh, it was it was mentioned a few times on the show, actually. Shereen Baratheon, she mentioned it when she was talking to Davos. And I believe Varys mentioned it once as well. And so I, I really like that too. I, that's what I would want to go with, you know, just because it's already kind of canon within the Thrones TV universe. Yeah, um, it was the only major war that actually had dragons on both sides. Well, outside of the Great War that just happened with the Night King, and this was kind of the downfall of Targaryens a little bit because they never really recovered from this. They lost a lot of dragons shortly after this. I want to say it was within the next twenty years, dragons basically went extinct in Westeros. It was it was very shortly after that. How about you, uh, Luke? For me, it'd probably be the first Dornish Rebellion, just because like it sets a lot of the groundwork for stuff that are in the universe now it sets up the death of queen rainis and her dragon that happens and then it's the assassination attempt on king aegon the first and that's what creates the king's guard and it just sets up the building blocks for just the rest of the targaryen dynasty to come and the dornish rebellion like they're the only people that were able to resist king aegon during Mm -hmm. his conquest and i think there's a lot to be explored there yeah for sure all right, so yeah, that was pretty much, that was like the only big news story we had of this week. Everything else that's news came out after the episode, and we'll get on to that later. So before we get into that, boys, I wanted to ask, what was your, what did you like about this episode this week? What did you like, Luke? I liked how strong Danny kind of seemed. She knew exactly what she wants, like she wants the Iron Throne, and she made that very clear to John. I didn't think, I thought Danny was played really well throughout this episode, and I like how she gives an ultimatum to John. She's like, "You know where I stand on this. You don't tell anyone, and if you don't, we're not together anymore. We're done." She just tells John like straight up, and it lays her character out for the rest. You know, damn, you like that part, Luke? 
Yeah, I I like that a lot. Ooh, because you're just like fuck. It's on John now. It's on John. Well, yeah, but John was always telling her he doesn't he doesn't want the throne. So why would she? People have given up the throne in the past before. Yeah, but she's. I think he was just saying, or she's saying that, hey, yo, if you don't want it, then just don't tell anyone about this because it's going to cause yeah. an issue. Yeah, exactly. She's she's saying that everyone's going to want you to take the throne. Yeah, but she's asking him to deny who he actually is. That's not as simple yeah. as you guys are making it sound. Yeah, exactly. And that's why it's tough because then John's like, I either have to be loyal and honest to my family or I have to be honest to my queen. He has to make a choice, you know. And we know where he, what he's gonna. We know what he's gonna choose. Well, either it just way, makes it tougher and shittier. Either way, he would be still be honest with Daenerys. But Daenerys is just making him deny who he really is and deny or deny his that information to his family. When in reality, he said, "Oh, I just want to tell them because I want them to know the truth." But I don't even want the throne. I will give up the throne. I don't care what anybody says. And that's something that has happened too. like people have given up the throne before yeah but he also said he also said well we can live together both of us but then the second he told Sansa she ran and told everyone yeah yeah that's exactly true. but that doesn't change the fact that he could still refute the throne but even it, that doesn't matter though he, he still could but even even if he does everyone's gonna know that he's the real heir and that's just gonna cause more problems things aren't gonna be the same as they were before people knew about that and before Daenerys knew about that. The dynamic's not going to be the same. Something's changing. Yeah, but if yeah. he if he refuses his right to the throne, then that the line automatically goes to Daenerys. It, but that just doesn't matter. Wait, why does it Cersei, matter? Because everyone in Westeros is going to know that Jon's the rightful king. Like People are going to call for him to be king. People want him to be king. Just like when Cersei was smashing Jaime... People were talking shit on her because they knew that they were having incest. Like, it's not, it just creates a lot of tension, I guess. And people are already scheming no matter. He already, he already is saying he doesn't want it. And Varys is already scheming, for example. There's already people scheming against her. Well, that's it's because just, she's acting crazy in their eyes. Well, for, I mean, I think for it's okay right now. But all right. Anyway, before we get more into that, is there anything <laughs> else that you liked about this episode, Luke? Or is that, that was Crap, the main thing? Bad. Uh, I thought it was. <laughs> I thought no. I thought that was sweet. And John at the beginning, his speech. We all agreed on that. That was super cool too. Yeah. Only only thing that I have to say bad on that was why was he talking like to the bodies? Why didn't he turn around and talk to like the crowd? I don't know. Maybe because he was talking like about them, and he was saying like we'll never see their like. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of weird, but yeah, <laughs> it was a little weird. I guess. <laughs> What'd you think, Ross? Yeah, I like that part too. I liked the uh, John speech; it was pretty cool. And then I also liked I liked the game that Tyrion was playing with Brienne and Pod and Jamie. Like that part was cool. It was fun. It's a fun little part. Oh, and Tormund was really good in this. He was he was <laughs> yeah. funny and he was just I don't know so charismatic. Mm-hmm. He was. Yeah. That's another. Oh, that's another thing though. Daenerys sees she's feeling lonely, which is also adding to why she's getting. Um, how would you say? like standoffish? Yeah, she's acting standoffish, and she's she feels lonely in Westeros, which adds you know to her paranoia. Yeah, especially with she's like, all alone. More and more advisors yeah. dying. Yeah, <laughs> it's all coming true, like you said, Luke. <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. All right, Zach. What about you? What'd you like? Yeah, I really like John's speech. You know, I I thought that was very king like. I want to say that was the most king like thing he's done as far as, well with speeches. 
Uh, I liked all the goodbyes too. You know, I I really liked Sansa's goodbye to Theon too. I thought that was really well acted. And then behind the scenes, Sophie said the reason Sansa's even more upset than you'd think is because she never got to tell Theon he was a true Stark. Yeah. And that's why she put that Stark sigil or, or symbol on him. I really liked the feast too. You know, obviously the highlight for me in this feast was seeing Pod the Rod back, you know, pulling hookers with ease in the background. <laughs> all, you know, all you had to do was pull a little smile. That's all it took. That's, that's all it took, baby. Uh, I liked the interactions between Jamie and Brienne too, pretty much for the whole episode. I thought even at the very end, I liked that too. I liked that part and, as well. Yeah. And Jamie's conflict, you know, it just, it seemed. To me, it seems in character that this is something he's been dealing with since the beginning. You know, he tossed a kid out the window. It's still affecting him now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I personally, I like seeing Braun show up again. I think we all thought he's going to show up this episode. So that was nice to see him again. Yeah. And I did like, I like the the politics, at least the very Tyrion aspect of it. I thought that was really interesting when they're on the boat. And then later when they were talking. Yeah, it kind of felt like Varys and Littlefinger when they we're talking all the time in season one and two mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which is cool Arya curving gendry i felt that was very in character for her and i was i, I liked it <laughs> and then seeing her back with the hound <laughs> and leaving yeah. and heading down to king's landing for what we know they're gonna do i like that that that's pretty much that's gotta be what it was for me i think with this episode so yeah but moving forward i want to read i want to read a couple quotes that came out after the episode the first one was from director David Nutter, who said, he's commenting, talking about ghosts. And he said, this episode, there was CGI issues, you know, with their budget. And, but he also said that he thought Jon Snow not petting ghosts was the better option. And his quote was, since the direwolves are kind of CGI creations, we felt it was best to keep it as simple as possible. And I think it played out much more powerfully that way without him petting him. Debatable. Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Why did you think it was bad, Luke? Like you were saying, Zach, when we were texting, like he never, he's probably never owned a dog before. You know, you give your dog a hug or something. Yeah. Dude, every time I go home and I leave to come back to college, like I give my dog a hug, you know? Oh, man. I'm literally, I'm watching the scene right now and like the face that Ghost gives John. If a dog gave me that face, I would just definitely go over there and give him a hug. You know, I'd be like, oh, you're a good boy. Come here. It's so sad, man. Yeah. Like I give my dog when I go to work during the day a better goodbye than that. You might never <laughs> see him again. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I mean, like for me, I, I get the symbolism behind it, you know, because he's basically like Ghost represents the Starks, and that you know, it's so, like you know when they were when he's walking out and there's Sam in the background, there's Tormund, there's Ghost all staying there. So Ghost, I took mm-hmm. that. That's like it's like him leaving his past behind. So Ghost is the Starks. His time as a wildling is what Tormund represents. Yeah. His time in the Night's Watch is what Sam represents. And so like I, I got that part and I was totally okay with him with Ghost going north. You know, it makes sense. This dude's he's been fighting for John his whole life. He deserves, you know, he doesn't have to go through this anymore. But it's just like, man, why not just go pet him, dude? You know? <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. it just it's it didn't seem in his character. Like we know how much he cares about ghosts, even you know, they showed that part in Craster's Keep a couple many seasons back. You know, he yeah. told him he missed him, and he went up and petted him. You know, he, Ghost was by his side when he was dead. You know, Ghost has saved his friend Sam. Yeah, true OG. Yeah, and he went and even hugged <laughs> Gilly. I've never seen him even really talk to Gilly in the show. Barely, you feel like he barely knows her, but just not even anything for Ghost. I don't know. I yeah, just... to be fair, there weren't as many dragons back then for them to <laughs> yeah, you know, render up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. but I was even thinking about that. It's just, okay, so yeah, the CGI, would it would be expensive, and 
weren't you saying Luke that it's actually really hard to make hair? Yeah, yeah, it's super hard. And most when you like when you think about it, most CGI movies cost so much money to make as it is. And then when you like so just for example, like Incredibles 2 budget cost $200 million and the runtime was two hours. And then think Game of Thrones only had 90 million and they had to spread it over six episodes. Yeah. And that's more than yeah. what, like eight, that's more than eight hours of viewing. And they, and think about it, they have to render all the backgrounds. They have to render all the dragons and ghosts too. And hey, we already said hair is one of the hardest things to render. Yeah. And technology gets better and better. And so they need to have the render quality just get way better and look more realistic. It just costs like it really does cost a lot of money. Yeah. But I was thinking I was thinking what they could have just done with that scene is just you get a fill in of a white dog, you know, and you do a close up and you get you get like a big dog. So you can make you'd make John look small because he's not a big Kit Harrington's not a big dude. No. And just yeah. get like a zoomed in thing of him petting him and that's it. And then you can you can hide it a little bit. You know, I just I thought they had enough time. Yeah. They had almost two years. Yeah, that would work. That they could have done something like that. I and, just um, really don't like that John left Ghost because of how they are in the books. They're actually connected. Just how a uh, brand in his direwolf summer were. Yeah, because he, he can he can ward so they in can, the ghost. He can like go into its head. Yeah, not on command, but just like randomly. And they were yeah. still connected in the books. All of them. They they would enter each other's minds. And stuff like that and they would be emotionally connected so yeah but that was that's yeah, never that was never in the show yeah, i know the but they slowly moved away from that more and more yeah like drifted apart over yeah over the course of the show until finally john is now just letting him go he's like screw it mm-hmm. and then the next big quote a lot of people were mad about this one so david benioff on the scene with Rhaegal with the iron fleet he says that Danny kind of forgot about the Iron Fleet. So, Wait, did Danny he... forget about the Iron Fleet or did he? Yeah. They both <laughs> did, I guess. Apparently Danny, man. Apparently Danny, the girl who's came to Westeros and has never forgot about Cersei and Euron and her goal of going for the Iron Throne. Yeah. Who already has had this dude twice end up sneaking up on them. Also on Wait, Dragons. When was, the, when was the second time? Before there was uh, Castle Rock. And then oh, there was yeah. the night when when Yara, yeah, in episode also, two. yeah, and then he also has dragons up this, above everything, so she should be able to spot it. That was pretty for, bad. Just think that I don't know. For me, that was that might have been just just with the context for the rest of the season, like one of the worst scenes in the show. And then them three piecing that dragon. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, like, just three for three. They went three for three to start, and then they missed everything after that. Well, besides when they roasted all the ships. Which is pretty insane. Like, that's a dragon flying in air. This is a new technology that they never used before. And they're bound, like, rocking around on a ship. I was just like, oh, my goodness. Yeah, apparently it's semi-automatic, too. <laughs> yeah, for real. Just like, oh, yeah, those things are firing like crazy. They were just loading up. I was like, okay, man. <gasps> Wait, why yeah. do you guys think that Euron didn't, like, finish him off? You mean go to... Well, he meant... Oh, oh, the whole fleet? Yeah. I don't <laughs> I don't know. I can't answer that, man. Directly after that? <laughs> They just washed up on the beach, and Euron was like, All "Yeah, right, I'm gone. I'm not even." He was going for Masande. No, I, yeah, I was confused by that too. But I get, yeah, maybe he was just going for Masande. Maybe he was thinking think, that. Guys? Maybe he was thinking that Daenerys would come flying back behind him or something. Yeah, with the dragon, and he just needed to get yeah. out of there. True. But Daenerys couldn't really mess with him at the first time. 
I know. Well, but she was taking him head on. Yeah, she was taking him head on. That was a bad idea. Yeah. They could maneuver yeah, their ships, so maybe he was using guerrilla tactics. He just wanted to get in there, give her a big cal- casualty, and then get out while he, he was still ahead. No, yeah, true. just take what he could. Was, I mean, he got the dragon. Yeah, that's, that's huge. That's huge. And w- wiped that's out her ships, too. Yeah. And had a captive, so yeah. That's probably what, yeah, good point. That's probably what he did in and out. Yeah. yeah. Even though it did seem like he could have maybe finished him off. Yeah. Especially with the amount of people they had left. Yeah, there was like 50 people. Outside the, the gates of, of King's Landing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, especially outside the gates. I'm talking about like, you know, when they reassembled. Yeah. It was one legion of Unsullied and then Tyrion and... Missande and Daenerys. And Varys. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, Varys. Yeah. I, was, Thank you. I was thinking, do you guys think if she gets behind them... They wouldn't be able to turn their the scorpions around all the way, right? If she got yeah, hit yeah. in the back. But they could maneuver the boats just as fast as she could maneuver. Yeah, and true. To, and she might have to no fly. No, but they well, she might have to fly back over them maneuver- is what I mean too. I'm just saying realistically, like a ship in a sea turning a ship, especially a, a ship with sails all the way around 180 degrees or at least 90 degrees because then they can move the the scorpions in position yeah you can turn you can turn ships like that that's how they line up cannon shots against enemy ships like galleons euron's euron's ships are fucking big dude they they're not little shuttles they're like galleons they're fucking huge yeah they're massive but he is also supposed to be a legendary sea commander so well i mean he kind of is he's three for three in the show so I'm assuming yeah. he could probably get his ships around is what I'm saying. Maybe. Uh, I don't know, maybe. But Daenerys is on a flying fucking object. <laughs> True. She could just come straight down anyway. If she came straight yeah. down, there's nothing they could yeah. do. Good point. Yeah, I was trying to think too. If she came from, beha- from behind, I don't I don't know if she could roast Aldman one swoop too. Then maybe they could get her while she's flying back over him. Drogon's a lot bigger than he was when... She took on those ships at Slaver's Bay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything more to say on that scene. I don't think. Yeah, me neither. Just, just, a, just a dumb scene. <laughs> yeah, bad. Okay, I was gonna ask. Can we talk about Braun this episode? I want to know what you thought, at least, Ross. Yeah, Braun. He was kind of in and out really quick, which was just jarring to me. But I, I mean, I like the interaction. What I really hoped would happen was when he walked in and Jamie said. Oh, what are you going to do with that crossbow? Tell me if you guys felt like this too. But when he said this and like pulled the crossbow up a little bit, I thought he was literally just going to pull the crossbow up and pull the trigger and just kill Jamie right there. Like right as he said this. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, I thought Jamie was a goner right off the bat. Yeah. Or just maybe like a shot in the shoulder or something. Yeah. It's something to really shock you. But, yeah, but I think the Tyrion when he punched Tyrion, I thought that like okay, this dude means business. Yeah, or when he shot the crossbow yeah. bolt into the wall. But yeah, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Do you think he was smart to go against Cersei? Because do you think Daenerys would actually give him Highgarden if he ended up joining their side? Luke, I think. Hmm, I I don't know. I don't think Daenerys would do that personally but i think yeah. Tyrion would try to give him like a side deal or something you'd be like this is the best thing <laughs> and get. then he'd be like wow and fuck you dude <laughs> i know but i mean from bronze perspective like he's seen that she had at least two dragons so he knows she has dragons in a fat army yeah but he doesn't know the state of their army after the battle it is kind of a- so he was just using the, he's just using the information he had and hedging his bets like that yeah he was betting on the dragon lose lose situation yeah because yeah i was I was thinking just because, you know, if he refuses Cersei to begin with, she's going to kill him. Yeah. 
And he's going up there, and he and he does think he says that he thinks Daenerys is going to win, but if he kills both of them right there, and then Daenerys wins, he gets nothing either way. Yeah. And then if he goes, if he doesn't kill them, Daenerys wins. He may get something. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's gonna. My prediction is he's gonna have to come back when they're needed the most because Cersei's already seen Tyrion, so she knows he's alive, and Jaime's gonna come back, and he's gonna somehow show up with Cersei, and Cersei's gonna see him know that he's still alive and so when braun realizes that they're losing braun's gonna be somewhere he's gonna realize they're losing the battle he's gonna have to come back kill and like them. he's gonna do something he, no he's not gonna kill them i think he's gonna have to save daenerys's forces because if he kills either of the brothers cersei knows he didn't do his job right away yeah you know yeah so he has to be on daenerys's side and he's gonna have to protect his bets as well I'm yeah saying. i don't think he's coming back down there at all I think when he said that he's done with war, he's out. I, I think he's going to... No, I think he's going to be He could say he showed up sure. to Winterfell and then they had already left, though. Yeah, exactly. He could say that he got there after they were already gone. Because, I mean, it is a long travel. Yeah. That's what I would do if I were him. That'd be the way. You got to figure out all your options. What scenarios are you going to come out on top and what are you going to? Yeah, I, I could see him just hanging out in the north because, I mean, he's far away from Cersei at that point. Yeah, but Cersei knows he's competent enough to find him. He was a general, I guess. Or was he a Kingsguard? No, he wasn't. wasn't a, I don't think he was Kingsguard, no. no. No, he was a general. Okay. Well, he was more just like a bodyguard to Jamie. I ended general at the same time, I guess, kind of. Yeah, okay, because he was at the the Battle of River, or the Siege of River Run, run I guess. There wasn't really a yeah. battle. But Cersei knows he's competent enough, competent enough to find him. Like, she knows if he didn't do his job. True, she probably would think something was up. But she couldn't prove it, for sure. Yeah, she couldn't. She couldn't prove it, but she would, yeah. you know what she would yeah. think. She'd be like, yeah, you're trying to play me. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, next next thing. So Varys mentions a Dornish prince has taken power, and he's he's sided with Daenerys. Do you think they'll have any sort of impact next episode? Uh, next episode? I don't think yeah. so. Do you think, no? Mm, they haven't introduced any characters or even mentioned any characters. Even if they did bring in next episode, I wouldn't. I don't know how I would feel about that. I don't. I probably wouldn't like it, but I would want to see how it was handled first, I guess. Yeah, that'd be really convenient. Yeah. I could see him doing that, though. John's been bailed out so many times. I could see him getting bailed out again by some Dornish. In this in this next battle, yeah, by some Dornish yeah. bros. And they're pretty, they haven't even lost any troops. They've just been down south the whole show, basically. Yeah, because they went down to shuttle them up with uh, Yara's fleet, but then they got ambushed, so they never got them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next question. Why do you guys think Euron didn't react to Tyrion mentioning Cersei's child at the end of the episode? What do you think, Luke? Do you, or do you think that this is something that will get brought up in the next episode that's also an option? <laughs> Maybe. I, if it- I honestly have no clue. Like, they should have showed him. I think if they didn't, since they didn't show him, that that's just going to go unaddressed. I feel like I worry that you're right as well, but I hope. That's just my gut feeling. I hope Euron's smarter than that. I mean, I, I think he's smart. You know, he, he's supposed to be a naval genius. You'd think that he would suspect that. So I'm going to hope that <laughs> that gets brought up like very early in the next episode. If it doesn't get brought up next episode, I will think less of his character for sure. Yeah, because I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, just in the show so far, he, if anyone, it feels like he's been very calculated with all his moves. So it just, it would, if it's not, it just wouldn't even make sense to me. Ross, you got any questions that you wanted to bring up? All right. So why didn't you guys think Daenerys and all of her entourage and stuff. Why don't you think they talked to Bran and Arya more 
about their full powers and how they could because they could use those to their advantage so well if they would talk to the super powered people basically because bran is basically an omniscient god and Arya's the top assassin one of the top assassins in the world like she could eliminate pretty much any target what do you guys think i think Arya just seems like she has her own agenda right now so i don't even know if she'd wanted she she's gonna do it anyway I, i think but i don't know if she'd actually even want to help daenerys anymore yeah she's definitely not gonna help daenerys if daenerys would ask her if she did ask her. i'm saying before during this episode why didn't she i feel like Arya would definitely help daenerys if she actually just talked to her instead of demanding orders but daenerys doesn't do that she kind of just like tells people to do things yeah which that's not her style i don't know i don't like that and Arya doesn't get demand you don't tell Arya to do something she does what she wants like you yeah. said zach but if if daenerys asked her to kill cersei Arya would definitely and she doesn't even ask have to ask her she could just be like or she could ask her and then she would say oh i'm already gonna kill cersei and then she's oh i don't even have to worry about cersei then because this super assassin's gonna come in i don't have yeah. to worry about but, burning but daenerys, the red daenerys wants to kill cersei i mean she just wants her wants dead. That kill. she just wants her dead mm-hmm. yeah daenerys has her own agenda yeah Daenerys has her own agenda, and she wants to take the Iron Throne. She doesn't want someone to go and assassinate her, and then she like gets the throne. I think she wants to do it herself. Why? I don't know. Why would she want to do it herself, though? Because she's been talking about the, the entire time. The only way time. she could do it herself is if she came in on Drogon and killed everyone in the Red Keep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what this next episode's set up for? Yeah, but they're trying to avoid that conflict. And if they talk to Arya, they could just say... No, Daenerys isn't. Daenerys isn't trying to avoid that conflict. Yeah, she's not trying to kill everyone in the Red Keep. You think she's trying to kill all those innocent people that Cersei brought in? Oh, dude. At this point, she doesn't care. I don't know. She's livid. There's no way. She's starting to become the person that her father was. Mad King. Yeah. Yeah, but if there's a way. I was talking about it in general terms. If there's a way to kill Cersei but avoid killing all those people, don't you think she would take it? Especially with all her advisors telling her. (laughs) Yeah, but that's unavoidable now. After, especially after Cersei killed Masande, we know what Daenerys is going to do. She's livid. She's coming in hot. Well, that's what I was saying. I was just saying she should have talked to Arya. What, wait, what do you... Why don't you think, okay. Darren, uh, question to you. Why didn't Daenerys ask, why didn't Daenerys ask Arya to do it? I think it's probably just because they wanted to play up the d- drama, play up the tension of the show, and not think of ways that would actually make sense to go about it. <laughs> Well, my point was just that Cersei's in the way of the Iron Throne, and Daenerys wants to take the Iron Throne, so she wants to be the one that kills Cersei, or at least destroys Cersei yeah, and her but army. That's not how, that's not how the succession of the Iron Throne works, though. Is what I was saying. Like it doesn't. Like Jaime's the one that killed Aerys, but he's not the one that became king. That was Rob. Yeah. So she could still have Arya kill her, but she could still become queen, and when it, she doesn't have to like get a kill. To become the queen, but this is this is more personal to her because the Lannisters are what destroyed their family, or helped destroy their family. You know what I'm saying? Okay, gotcha. All right. So why does Daenerys act like she is mad at Gendry at first before declaring him Lord of Storm's End? What do you think about that? I just I just took it she's trying to figure out everything about him, just his backstory, what he really knew. You know, she doesn't know him at all, really. Yeah. Um, she's about to make him a powerful lord of Westeros. She needs to know if this is someone she could really trust, you know, just in case if he really wants to scheme against her. I don't know, that's how I took it. Yeah. 
I, I thought he was in a good mood about it too. You know, she just gave him the greatest thing that will probably ever happen to him. Yeah, he was. He looked like he might have been sweating at first, but he was definitely happy afterwards. What do you think, Luke? I thought she was just trying to. She's all lonely, so she's trying to like exert her power. Yeah. Kind of. Sh- I don't know. It seemed like she was showing up Sansa because Sansa looks over and she's all. She looks all mad, and then she gives him Storm's End. That's why I thought. Interesting. All right. What did Tyrion and Bran talk about in episode two if Tyrion still doesn't understand that Bran is the Three-Eyed Raven? Do you guys- I mean, well, like, what do you think? I think he knows he's the Three-Eyed Raven, but it's just like with anyone, how do they really know what his abilities are and what exactly the Three-Eyed Raven is? You know, like Sam knows what he is. John knows what he is, but they just kind of still refer to him like, oh, he, you know, he has these powers. They don't really understand it. Well, yeah, but he um, never really and- explains it fully. Yeah, he doesn't. But I mean, so why I don't think he maybe I don't even think Tyrion really knows the extent of his powers either. And maybe Tyrion doesn't understand why he can't be the Lord of Winterfell on top of everything. You know, he says, hey, you know, everything, you know, the history of Westeros better than anyone. It's going to be good for while you're a lord. But it's like, why, why can't he be a lord at this point? I'm, Is there a rule against it? No, there's no rule. He just said that he's not Bran anymore. Yeah. That's but even but he still has like preferences. You know, he said he, he was all excited to talk about his his new his wheelchair and the design of it and i don't know there's still some human aspect to him yeah yeah do you have a opinion on that luke my i was i was gonna say pretty much the same thing zach said he just told Tyrion his journey he didn't tell him like what exactly he is and what his the extent of his powers and who he actually is now like until he tells him he's like i'm not brand anymore yeah no all right so Arya says she doesn't have a plan on coming back from king's landing just like the hound does so why why is she okay with dying at such a young age when she could still go have experiences and travel and see the world? I mean, I didn't take that as that she's dying down there. Took it as though she's not going back to Winterfell. Ah, okay. Gotcha. That's how you took it? That could be true. Could mean either. Yeah, I took it as she's just gonna do her thing in King's Landing, take out, I think, yeah. Cersei, and then she's just gonna travel from there. Like, she's just gonna... I don't know exactly what she's going to do, but her, I don't think her story's going to end with her dying in King's Land or like, you know, anything yeah. drastic. All right. And then the last question was just, did you think that Missandei maybe could have grabbed Cersei when she was up there on the oh. parapets? <laughs> Dude, that's what I thought was going to happen. I was hoping was going to happen. Yeah. Just, just I know. grab her and pull her when off. Yeah. When she's like, if you have any last words, do it now. And, and like the look on her face made me look like she was about to do something yeah. crazy. Cersei grabs just, her arm, kind of. I was yeah. like, oh, grab her, pull her <laughs> yeah. off, come on. But yeah. Maybe she didn't because she thought if she did kill Cersei, maybe they would kill all of Daenerys' soldiers and kill Daenerys' dragon. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, possible. that's possible. Yeah. Okay, th- that's it? Yeah. That was the last of the questions? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so fan cues now. At Strangers Sirius. Why are they portraying the Sans the Sansa Danny feud as petty when Sansa is just trying to make sure the North doesn't get treated badly again? I don't. Know. What do you think, Luke? It kind of seems petty because remember when they were at the planning table, and then Daenerys is talking about, all right, we're going to lead our troops down, and then Sansa's like, well, our troops should have a break. They're they're tired. They just went through a battle, and well, she then said a lot of them were injured. Daenerys, too. yeah, they're tired and injured. And then Daenerys asks, well, how long do you think? And then Sansa's like, oh, well, I don't know. Like, I'm going to have to talk to my officers. Like, it's just like, why would you bring that up if you didn't know you're exactly how long they should be at? It just kind of, that seems like a petty comment to me. Oh, really? It's what it seemed like. Yeah. Damn. 
Like, why why would you bring that up if you didn't have the facts to back it up? Because she still needed to talk to her officers. I'm, I don't know. If they knew they were going to have this meeting, she should have just talked to him if she knew that was that big of a deal. What do you think, Zach? Yeah, I, I think Sansa is, she's been completely petty since the beginning of all this, in my opinion. You know, I don't think Daenerys has, you know, this person says, but she's just trying to make sure the North doesn't get treated badly. I don't think Daenerys has any reason to treat the North badly. I mean, she straight up went up there to help fight the Night King. You know, why would she treat them badly again unless they conspired against her after this? Um, you know, every, everyone would yeah. be dead without her if she doesn't go up there. And even if Daenerys agreed to stay longer, you know, if, if Daenerys had stayed longer in Winterfell, I'm sure Sansa would have found some other shit to be petty about while she's there. Yeah. I'll, you know, also I had a theory, too, that maybe Daenerys, like, wanted to get out of there ASAP because she's worried about all the North finding out about Jon, and then, you know, he's a true heir, and then if that happens, then while they're all still there, they might not go down and fight with her anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Sansa kind of sucks, though, this season. To be honest, I think like straight up snitched, and I know it's a scheme, but it's like John. John trusted you not to tell anyone, and an hour later she goes and tells Tyrion because she knows Tyrion's going to go and tell Varys, and it's just going to spread there. Yeah, you know, suit a little finger. Yeah, like Ned straight up held the secret for seventeen years, and she just blurts it out in an hour. You know, honest, honestly, like she got fried in the end by Daenerys. I, I wouldn't care at this point. <laughs> Jesus, damn. <laughs> no, I think. It's a lot. Of I think Sansa was being pretty petty before the Battle of Winterfell, but I don't think that was petty. The troops were injured. Her troops were injured. Rhaegal was still injured. It was a good point that it's not smart to. She was being petty in the middle of the Battle of Winterfell. Like Masande had to say something to her in the middle of the battle. Oh, bro! I know. I was saying. I was just saying this right here wasn't petty, but yeah, she was doing a lot of petty stuff before this. She's still kind of salty. Though. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sansa. Mm-hmm. At Camille Orielli, why didn't Cersei kill Danny, Drogon, and all the rest in the spot and finish the war right there, Ross? <laughs> uh, it could have been because of a parlay agreement. I don't know. I see Cersei as an opportunist. Like She's mm-hmm. somebody that if she sees a chance to get power, she'll take it. She doesn't really care about honor, stuff like that. She just wants to grab power if she can. So I don't know why she didn't. Maybe just... I don't know what to blame. That was a good on. Yeah, that was a good idea. The parlay agreement. I didn't think of that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know either. I feel like, I feel like she probably should have, especially with yeah. the dragon on the ground and the scorpions just trained on it, pretty much. Yeah, she had an silly. advantage right there for sure. She wanted to. I thought it also just showed like how kind of crazy Danny's getting. Like she really thinks that Cersei's gonna yeah. surrender to her after they just killed her dragon. In the, flying in the air, and she's going to surrender to them with one legion of uh, unsullied. I don't think she thought they were going to surrender there. I think she... You don't think so? Yeah, I think she was just listening to her advisors to say, hey, at least we should go give a chance, but she knew that she knew that Masande was dead standing up there. So I, I think... Yeah. I just think, yeah, she was definitely way too fucking close oh, I guess you're right. to them there. She could have parked that army further away for sure. Or, or her dragon. I mean, we just saw Rhaegal get toast from way farther out of the air. Yeah. I mean, it just, it didn't seem smart. Didn't like that. I'm not sure why that okay. didn't happen, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like you were saying, I mean, Cersei is an opportunist that seemed like, hey, this is a time you can just wipe out everyone right here. Just do it. Who cares that? Who cares what happens after it? At least you got rid of the dragon. You got rid of Daenerys. Yeah. Imagine how crazy, dude, that episode would have been so much better if she did that right there. Imagine how crazy the ending would have been. 
wiping out Captain Daenerys, Ridiculous. Tyrion, Varys, Grey Drogon, Drogon, all of the all just yeah. getting wiped out at the end of the episode. You'd be like, "Holy shit!" It'd be the cra- well, and she got Rhaegal earlier, so that'd be the craziest episode since oh, and Missandei should get her too. Yeah, craziest episode since the set blew up. Yeah, probably honestly, that would be that would like blow me away if that happened. <laughs> that have been yeah. wild. At Nay Egart sixty seven, by the time Jamie catches up with everybody, could Cersei already be dead and defeated and he must kill Daenerys after she has burned down King's Landing? So I guess this person's assuming she's she burns down King's Landing. Yeah. What do you guys think? I mean it's an interesting take. You know, I guess it could happen, but I'm I'm pretty much on the train that he's traveling down to King's Landing to kill Cersei. Oh, you think he's gonna you kill know? her? Oh, I think really? he's going down there. I think just his quote, I can't remember what his quote was exactly, but just... Oh, that I've done this, this, and this. I'm not a good person. Yeah, I think quote. he was just trying to throw uh, Brienne off so she wouldn't follow him. Yeah. I think I think he's on his way down there to go for Cersei. I think a lot of people took that scene. Just everyone's like, oh, he just At, shit on his whole yeah. character development through the whole show. But I don't I don't think it's sold yet. That's He's going straight back to be on Cersei's side. Like you think too many people took it at face value? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because that's what I kind of did. But that is a good point. He could have just been. Go ahead, Luke. I, I was just gonna say, like my feelings on that were backed up by like when I watched the after the episode behind the scenes episode. D and D were like, he's addicted to Cersei. So I kind of just my feelings on that felt reinforced. Oh, he's gonna go down and try to fight for yeah. Cersei or plead for her to forgive him or they something. They did like say that. that. True. We never actually answered the question. I don't think that Jamie could catch up though, because she's still waiting for John's army, right? Yeah, he's about a fortnight away, so he's two yeah. weeks. And then Daenerys, say. Jamie's a lone yeah, rider, so I don't think okay. they'll catch up, or they'll catch up. At at Jordan Milburn, so this is a theory that he wrote out for us. Daenerys and Cersei both had three children. Joffrey dies slowly, bleeding out and collapsing to the ground after being poisoned at his feast. Viserion also dies in a similar way when he's killed by the Night King. I assume because he collapses on the ground. Marcella dies at sea in a seemingly safe situation while returning home from Dorne with Jamie. Rhaegal also dies at sea while seemingly safe when returning to Dragonstone in the latest episode. Tommond dies after seeing King's Landing partially destroyed by wildfire and falls from the top of the Red Keep. Drogon was last seen at the walls to King Landing before an impending battle. Do you think there's any sort of parallel with that? Did you have something to say, Luke? That's a really good thing. Like... That whole thing was really cool. Oh, shit. I don't know if I'm remembering correctly. Doesn't Cersei talk about her being the rightful queen or something like that? It was like in season when was season six at near the end. She was like, I will make sure that Tommen remains the rightful king or something like that. Mm. I think it, I think it was something along those lines. Do you guys remember anything like that? Because I was going to see if you guys remember. Where, where are you going with it? Uh, well, because Daenerys before she heads down to King's Landing, she's like, I, I will be reinstated as the rightful queen mm. of of the Seven Kingdoms. And I was like, I swear to God, I've heard Cersei say that before, but I was just going to see if you guys... I think it's an interesting remember. connection. The thing I take out of this is just the wildfire part, which would be interesting if Cersei flips and yeah. ends up trying to burn the whole place down when she thinks she's about to lose. Yeah. It's an interesting, it's an interesting parallel. I think it's, I think it's interesting, but those are some... There are some similar things about those situations, but then they're also really different in some ways as well. Yeah, like with the poison and Joffrey was at a wedding versus 
Viserion was up at a war, and then mm-hmm. Joffrey got poisoned where Viserion got hit by a javelin. So not exactly the same, but similar, I guess. Did Viserion's mind kind of get poisoned by the Night King? <laughs> yeah, yeah true. I guess I don't know. Not literally, but figuratively. <laughs> yeah, true. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought when I read this parallel, I was like, "Damn, honestly, like that." This dude's yes, good cool. parallel. Okay, so at H Dean seventeen, what are the chances that John, being the rightful heir in Targaryen blood, takes over, takes control of Drogon? Did you see how Drogon eyed him during the waterfall scene? I couldn't tell if it was good or bad, though, but the directors made an emphasis to show Drogon watching him while he was with Danny. Which do you guys think that there's a chance that he takes on Drogon from, from Danny? I was just watching this scene from season five that made me think this as well, is when Drogon like runs away from Daenerys for a while. And you remember there's a scene where she's in the Pyramid of Marine. And she's walking around, and then she goes out on her balcony, and Drogon like lands on top. Do you remember that scene? Yeah. She reaches out her hand mm-hmm. to Drogon the exact same way that Jon Snow does in season seven. And right before she touches Drogon's head, Drogon like pulls his head back and flies away. But then when Jon Snow does it in season seven, Drogon like pushes his nose up into Jon's hand, and Jon like pets him. But also, so you do think that it could happen? Oh, I was just saying that's another thing I noticed, but. Obviously, Drogon has a way better connection with Daenerys because Drogon lets Daenerys ride him and always yeah. protects Daenerys and stuff like that. Yeah, and he cares for her. Like after the Battle of Winterfell, he saw that she was, you know, in pain after Jorah died and he swooped down and comforted her. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna happen. No, I unless don't. she died. <laughs> then maybe, yeah, true. Yeah. What about you, Luke? No, I was on the same boat. That's probably yeah. not gonna happen. Okay, at HD and seventeen again. In the clips for the next episode, Euron has a shocked look on his face when he looks at the sky. Is it because there's a curveball, maybe like Rhaegal the dragon that just died this de- episode isn't actually dead? Well, so behind the scenes in the video, D&D confirmed he's dead for sure. Yeah. And my take on this is just, I think it's just Daenerys mm-hmm. swooping down directly because she knows, hey, they can't hit her if she goes straight down. And then my, also my theory, I think she's finally going to get smart and deck Drogon out in armor. That's my take on that. Please, that would be awesome. Please, it yeah. makes sense to yeah, pulling for that, son. Okay, like, and wasn't Balerion decked out in armor too? Most dragons are decked out, yeah. like in the history, yeah, and they all have saddles usually too. Yeah, so it's kind okay. of an anomaly. Yeah. Okay. At zero, Edgar's Smith zero. What is going on with D and D and Daenerys's character arc? What do you guys, or what do you guys think is going on with the arc? Seems like they're just trying to make her the antagonist or more morally gray what do you think luke yeah i kind of i mean i talked about this earlier they're just like having daenerys just become more and more obsessed with the iron throne as she gets it seems like as she gets closer and closer to king's landing she's just getting crazier and crazier about it yeah Yeah. and i don't know i think it's an interesting way interesting way to take her character arc yeah, I, for me, I don't. I don't think she's being completely unreasonable yet. You know, I feel like a lot of people are kind of conspiring against her a little early, in my opinion. Um, but she has shown signs of being, you know, of of this building in the past. You know, at one point she told Yara it would be fine that she asked for her independence, and then later she's demanding John to bend the knee. So it's been subtly building up a little bit over the show. Yeah, 
You know, I mean, right now she's concerned about John because she knows if he tells us if she if he had told his family it was going to spread and it did. John's a moron, kind of, for doing it. Yeah. Now it's going to cause an issue. <laughs> like, how would he not know that Sansa was going to tell? Honestly, yeah, just with how how it is. And Arya, though, I feel like he could trust. Yeah. But hmm. yeah, and I mean, she hasn't burned down King's Landing yet, so maybe this doesn't happen. You know, maybe she agrees to marry John. Like that when Tyrion was saying that, I was like, okay, maybe that could still happen. Yeah, I'm not I'm not out on on Daenerys yet. I feel like you know, I think I was gonna say also. I just think she kind of is given a, a little bit to act a little more crazy right now, considering you know she just lost two of her best friends including the like leader of her army. Mm. She lost another dragon. Yeah. She lost her whole fleet. You know, it's all like within <laughs> within a week or a little bit more than that. Yeah. I mean, it's a lot of stress. Yeah. She's under, she's stressed yeah. right now for sure. I think it's interesting too, because it shows how unhealthy it can be to be so obsessed about one thing your entire life. Being so yeah. obsessed over yeah. one thing, the iron throne, your entire life can be unhealthy mm-hmm. for your psychology. Yeah, I like that when when uh, Vary said the whole destiny thing too. I was like, oh shit! Like that that has been said in the past by other people, and they really do think this thing. It's probably not their destiny per se, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Okay. At Oscan Eckert fifteen, wouldn't Howland Reed know about Jon Snow not being Ned's bastard as he was at the top Tower of Joy? Kind of weird that they got rid of that whole Reed story. And then someone, another person added, Sassy Hona. She added also. They didn't think Mira Reed deserved screen time before the Long Night episode. Like, where is she? Was she part of the army dead, still alive? Considering the sacrifice she and Jojen made, she shouldn't have deserved her story arc, or shouldn't she have deserved her story arc to be complete? Well, for me, with with Mira, it's just her arc was to get, to keep Bran safe, you know, and that's the end of her arc. And then with Ned, yeah, I mean, I would assume that he knows. I feel like that's going to be a bigger factor in the books. Because I think George R. R. Martin's kind of been hiding Helen Reed for most of the series, and I feel like in the books, at least, that's going to be a very realistic way John finds out about his parents. Yeah, what you guys think? I agree because yeah. Howland is definitely a big character, but I don't know why he hasn't. I feel like just the little characters are getting just written out of the story, like the Reeds. They just didn't have enough time for him. Yeah, like so. we're never going to hear about Edmure Tolly again. Yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs> Yeah, probably not. Yeah. Yeah. At House Meberak, do you think the show is going to end as it begun with no dragons? Luke? I think Drogon probably will survive. That was an interesting theory. Wait, did you say that, Zach, or was that you, Ross? And you you said that, one of you said that John's going to ride Drogon if Daenerys dies. Oh, yeah. yeah if, that if, was Zach. Well, we were just answering that question. Uh, yeah. That situation, yeah. No, no, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, I could see that happening. I could for sure see... Drogon surviving and John riding him, and so I think Drogon would survive. Okay, yes. Ross. Yeah, that's also Beleriand, who Drogon is very similar to, outlived his first rider. Yeah, yeah, I think he had like three riders, right? By the end of his life, at least. Yeah, I think I think three would be three hundred. Yeah, he was very old. he was mm-hmm. an old boy. No, but yeah, yeah, I think they'll probably all die, honestly. And they'll you think they're all dying because they're like getting rid of all of the magic stuff at this point. Season one, there was not that much magic, and it was starting to introduce it. And then as time went on, magic increased, and now it's starting to decrease again. It's waxing and waning, the magic in the show. So I feel like mm-hmm. in the end of the show, it will all the magic will be gone, basically. Because they killed the Night King. They're killing all the dragons slowly. So Yeah, yeah the children of the forest are gone. Yeah. The giants are dead. 
Ron's still here. <laughs> True. Maybe he'll die too. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think Drogon will make it out of this. Yeah. Also, think maybe what if I wonder if it's possible that he's like laid some eggs somewhere. You know, because isn't it that in this universe, male and female dragons they can lay eggs? Yeah. So maybe when he was out rogue, when you were referring to early in the episode, Ross, when he was out rogue in Essos, maybe he dropped some eggs out there somewhere. So if he does die, maybe it still comes back after that. More dragons. True. He could have. In old Valyria, he could have laid some eggs in like the ruins of Valyria. Mm-hmm. Okay. At Dondo. So Varys, what's up with that dude? Does he end up fried by Drogon or, or on the throne? Well, he's definitely not on the throne. That's not his thing. Uh, um, Ross? In season two, he's, or it's, I think it's season two or one, or I'm not sure. Okay, but he's talking with Littlefinger, and they're talking about, like, what they want in life and their philosophies and stuff. And then Littlefinger says, what do you want? And Varys just stands there silently and then looks over at the throne and then walks away. Mm-hmm. And he, he is starting, I also feel like his progression as he's serving under all these kings, just like Tyrion has been saying. How many kings have you served under? And... I think he's starting to understand that all these kings that he's serving under, he's always passing them up for a better one because they can't serve the people the way he wants them to. And maybe in the end, he'll just end up figuring out that, oh, I'm the only one that could rule and have the people in mind. So it's just got to be me in the end. Yeah, that's definitely a possibility. I mean, I kind of think just with that, what was talking about, maybe he thinks the way he just talked about John, he just said people are drawn to him. He's a good man. Yeah. All that, you know, and then it, I was thinking about in season seven, you know, it was a callback. When Daenerys said, swear this to me, Varys, if you ever think I'm failing the people, you won't conspire behind my back. Yeah. You'll look me in the eyes as you have done today, and you'll tell me that I'm failing them. And he did this last episode. He said, hey, you know, told you I would do this. I don't think you should do this move. You know, you looked her right in the eyes and said it's a bad move. And then Daenerys said some baby back bullshit mm-hmm. back to him. Yeah, she was sassy. <laughs> and then so I, I think after this, I think he's going to act on it. He basically told Tyrion he's going to act on it. So, I mean, it kind of maybe comes down to Tyrion yeah. might have to have a choice if he's going to kill him, kill Varys or not. Or rat him out. And Yeah, and I actually have a theory with this that maybe, I don't know, maybe it could happen. Go for it. I was thinking maybe he might have, like, some sort of connection with the Golden Company hidden that maybe we don't know about. And, you know, they made a point. Yeah, Varys. And they made a point to say how the Golden Company has never, like, broken a contract. But, you know, we also know that the Golden Company is they're all ex-knights, you know, in their history of them, in the books at least, they were all loyal to the Targaryens at one point and got yeah. excommunicated, basically. And even Ser Jorah was a fallen knight, a part of the Golden Company at one point. And maybe he rallies them into thinking, hey, you know, there's an actual another Targaryen, there's John. If we rally behind him somehow and go against all this I was thinking maybe that's some way that I just feel like the golden company and Harry Strickland, like I feel like they have to have more of a play in this. Like they introduced that character for a reason and we haven't seen him yet. You know, besides that beginning when he basically just told her the elephants weren't there, that was, that's his big line. And yeah, I also think just the foreshadowing various is going to die though. Also at one point I think in the show, because Melisandre told him that they would both die in Westeros. We'll see. That's yeah. That theory could happen. And they did follow it. Uh, mm-hmm. Damon Blackfire, who was like a bastard, like John is, yeah, or John has mm-hmm. grown up to be, yeah, yeah. So, and I think if I think if he does a switch, it would be to try to to switch onto John's part at this point. I think is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Okay. At Seishana, didn't George R. R. Martin have any say about this writing? Is it just me who thinks it's not just bad writing, but an intentional effort to massacre the story? Wow. <laughs> Like maybe a fallout between George R. R. Martin and D and D. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> who wants it? Well, there wasn't a story. 
Yeah. I mean, so, like, George R. R. Martin said people are always going to compare these endings, yeah. you know, but the ending is supposed supposedly supposed to be, the, like, the very ending is supposed to be the same, and it's fine with him that people are going to compare this. You know, I think it's kind of ridiculous to think that people are purposely, that someone's purposely trying to destroy the story. Like, then, I mean, come on, they put in yeah. eight years yeah. and years of this. There's no way. I don't think there's a fallout either. You know, and I think people need to really take into consideration that when this, when they first started writing these, George R. R. Martin told them that he would have the books done before they were done. Yeah, he did. Before they caught he up. said he'd have both of them done because he's still got two both of them. Out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he hasn't put out a book since 2011, since this all started. Yeah. And so, also, you gotta consider that clearly, maybe George R. R. Martin, he doesn't know how to end the story either. Yeah, Ross, I think that it's not a product of them being mad at George R. R. Martin. Obviously, they're gonna try their hardest, but. It's just George R. R. Martin's writing is so good, and they they pass it, and they can't really they they're not as good of, of writers as George R. R. Martin. Yeah, and I think I thought they've done yeah, yeah. pretty decent yeah. for getting past it. They passed it in what season five, six, six, right? Like the end of season five, beginning of season one. There was some because yeah. there's some stuff. Season six, yeah. Season six or, was yeah, great. Beginning of season six, my bad. Season six was great. I think they've done pretty good job up until like this was probably the first episode for me at least where i just thought man this wasn't this yeah, wasn't was a great really episode bad. you know yeah. and i thought even the last three were pretty like i thought the first two were amazing episodes and i thought the last one was pretty good i had problems with it but this one i thought was definitely a step down as far as what i've seen with the quality of the show and just like with the standard i hold into yeah and just with the implications it has going forward you know with the only two episodes left i get it though. like season know. seven and eight definitely feel different they don't feel like yeah, they have bigger battles and stuff, but to me, they don't feel like the the same as the first six seasons. Yeah, the pace is a little quicker. Yeah, and like they're focus they're focusing on like less characters or like all the characters came together, you know. So it seems like it's only in two places instead of yeah. like everyone spread mm-hmm. out like it was. It's a good point too. You know, they haven't even gone to Essos once in the last two seasons. Yeah, <laughs> damn crazy. for real. I didn't think of that. At Sansa is my queen legitimized Gendry Baratheon now has a better claim to the throne than any of the Targaryens. Think that's a storyline that will get any traction? <laughs> no. <laughs> They're not going to be focused no. on that. Not. He has zero claim to the throne. I don't think with two episodes th- that will happen unless literally both the Targaryens die, and then he might at that point have a claim better than anyone if Cersei's not alive. Maybe. But, I mean, who's going to rally behind him? Well, I wouldn't say he has zero claim to the throne. But definitely, he's not going to care about the throne. And he just, she just gave her or him Storm's End, too. So he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm fine with that. He was, yeah, he already didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> well, John and Danny are already above him anyway, as the claim to the throne. Well, yeah, but his claim to the throne would be, would be we usurped you guys. So now Baratheons are the most legitimate. But I don't think he's going to bring yeah. that up. Yeah, no, I don't see that happening either. Yeah. Okay. At Liquor Rags, is Samuel Tarly is Samuel Tarly immortal? Seems like it. He could be. Yeah, I mean he's he's got to write, write the Song of Ice and Fire, right? Yeah, he's George R. R. Martin, basically. He's writing the book. What do you think, Luke? Immortal? <laughs> yeah, can't kill him. Yeah. The only thing that'll kill him is Father Time, I guess. So not immortal, but invulnerable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At Sasu. Do you think Bran will serve any purpose besides flexing his 120-year-old wheelchair? <laughs> I don't know. They're not using him anymore. 
yeah, he's been kind of. I don't. It's just like oh, almost his arc was done with last episode with the Night King trying yeah. to target him, and I've been mm-hmm. kind of annoyed because you know, at least with this, it felt like hey, if you've been looking in the past, then you would have seen that uh, Cersei and Euron were building all these scorpion scorpions. Yeah. So, uh, just maybe help out a little bit, bro. Come on. Also, if they would have brought him with them, he could have scouted ahead with ravens and told them that Euron's fleet was there. Yeah, he'd also be dead now. He would have just drowned at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah, but not yeah. if he scouted. He never does like tactical sh- yeah. shit. That's like what I'm that, saying. Though. If they use him as for scouting, they would wreck people. Yeah, but they had dragons. They should. It should have already been scouted. Should have been. Scouted. Yeah, that too. That's yeah. also true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Either way, doesn't make sense. At Ants Dondo, do you think we've seen the last of the ones left behind at Winterfell, like Sam, Ghost, Tormund, Brienne? I don't think so, personally. Could be. It's hard to tell at this point. Yeah. Tormund, probably, because he's going north of the wall. Same as Ghost. Oh, yeah, and Ghost. Brienne and Sam, I could still see them, like Brienne coming down, chasing Jamie, Mm -hmm. maybe, and then Sam, it could show him becoming the Lord of... Horn Hill or whatever. I think I feel like they're got to show another Winterfell scene at least. So you might see Brienne and Sam over the next two episodes. Yeah, Tormund and Ghost. I don't know. Just the way the director was even talking about that last scene with Ghost, that felt like that was the end of Ghost for the show, which is disappointing. So I want a better goodbye. But yeah, okay. At Casey J Miller, who's the first person to die next episode? Oh God, (laughs) what do you think? What do you think, Luke and Zach? Damn. Zach, you go. Oh, if it's not some scheming stuff before, like Tyrion killing Varys or something like that, I'm going to go with Euron. I think he's going to get torched right off oh. the bat. You think Euron? I'm, that's that's what I hope. I'm going to go with Grey Worm just because I feel like he's going to be – he has nothing left to live for now because, like, Missandei was... we gotta got to kill <laughs> the mountain and Cersei. True. But he's just going to be – maybe he's going to be really angry and he's just going to – do something stupid and maybe get killed which would suck but i could see it happening i was gonna say probably the mountain the hound oh, shows ooh. up oh i can't wait for clegane bowl it better happen brother, brother. Oh, get hyped. I, i'm hyped i'm hyped pure hype maybe even cersei too though as well Arya coming in and killing cersei yeah i can't wait to see how all that yeah, maybe. goes down oh man i'm yeah. i'm pretty excited for next episode actually they've kept this under wraps good so this is going to be hype. So Ross, do you think if she literally burned just like the towers where where Cersei's in, that it would kill everyone else though? Like if she just concentrated her fire? No, I don't think so. I don't know why they don't say that. I know, that's what I but keep all... thinking too. It's just maybe there might be some destruction that falls, but if she's I don't think she's going to go full you know, mad queen and just roast yeah. everything. I was thinking she goes for the scorpions and then to the tower. Like why does she need to do any of that other stuff? Why would she focus on the civilians at all? Yeah, that's not what she's there for. Yeah, I don't. I think she could just go land on top of the Red Keep, and then Drogon could just blow fire into it mm-hmm. if she wanted. So, I think actually, I take it back. I think Cersei's first one to die next episode. Cersei? Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Huh. Really? Yeah. Cersei. Everyone's mad as balls at her, <laughs> so she's getting taken taken out. Okay. Oh, well, Luke, you got to give your take, too. Anyone? Did you say? The mountain. Oh, yeah. Okay. My bad. At Philly Eagles 267, is the Night King coming back? No. 
I don't think they have time for that. He's done. I mean, yeah, he's we saw him die. He's out. Unless they pull some absolutely wild shit. Some shit that know. none of us would see coming, yeah. No. <laughs> he just resurrects back north of the wall. His ice just shat- just landing. combines back up. Like Jack and Hagar just shows up to King's Landing in the middle of it and pulls off his face and he's secretly the Night King. <laughs> At Queen Witch 151, do you guys think it's all over between Arya and Gendry? Uh, pretty yeah. much. Physically, no. Emotionally, yes. Damn, I was thinking if she ends up completing her list, she gets her kills down there. Maybe, I know she said it, but maybe she comes back and realizes, you know, there's peace in Westeros now. Or if it, well, if it ends in peace. <laughs> And yeah. then somehow maybe that way she would end up with Gendry. She's not going to end up with yeah. Gendry, especially because he's the Lord of Storm's End now. I feel like even if that that so scenario you said were to happen, Zach, yeah. I feel like she would just go travel. She would like yeah, get on a boat and definitely. go somewhere crazy. Okay. At D for Vendetta, if Tyrion believes in Danny like he says he does, why would he let Varys stay around? He all but said he was going to plot to kill her. I mean, Varys is his friend too. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. He doesn't know what Varys is going to do yet, for sure. I mean, it it really seemed, yeah, like he's yeah. going to plot against her, but I don't think he knows yet for sure. Tyrion and Varys had a thought out, logical discussion. Like he understands where Varys is coming from. Yeah, and they just said uh, there's just like one difference is that he just wants to pick somebody, and Varys would rather stick with whoever is best for the people. Yeah, they did. He did say at the end that we're both going to have to make a choice or something like that. Yeah. So Tyrion mm-hmm. is understanding of where Varys is coming from. At Pablo Zap, do you guys think Daenerys is pregnant? Not until the mountains blow in the wind. No. <laughs> and and the sun rises in the west and sets in the east. Yeah, I don't think I don't think she is, man. I feel like that would have came out by now, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have Yeah, that would have came up. Okay, at Gia J. What are the chances that there's a fairy tale ending for John and Daenerys at this point? Both of them ruling together as aunt and nephew, husband and wife. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's a pretty sick, twisted fairy tale. Yeah, I, I think there's still a chance for sure. You know, he's loyal to her still. Yeah. I was thinking maybe if if she does go this crazy route, which I hope it doesn't happen, she does end up grossing like all of King's Landing, killing all these civ- civilians. That may be yeah. the trigger point that makes him say, okay, you know, I can't, this is wrong. Being with her is wrong. And then he that could get him to go against her. But I just hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. I could see something wild happening. Like, you know, Cersei taking a bunch of civilians and putting them all by the scorpions. Or just all like right in the throne room with her. Yeah. and Yeah. yeah, yeah. She just moves. Yeah. I could see something like that. And then Danny just torching him. On accident, maybe. Kind of. Well, yeah. It would be on accident. And then. John sees all the bodies and stuff. He's like, I don't know. I hope they don't. I feel like it's so predictable at this point that that's what they're trying to make it look like is going to happen. The Mad King or the Mad Queen route? Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. That is what's Yeah, that's what happen. I'm saying. It's just so obvious at this point. I hope it doesn't happen because then I, it's just exactly what we thought was going to happen, you know? Yeah, from the beginning. When we still were talking yeah. about the waterfall way back. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we predicted that though. Hey, yeah. One True. one more question for you boys from me. So, you know, Arya, well, Beric died for Arya, and John came back to life somehow. Do you think that he will have to die for someone in the end 
of this story. Man, I hope not. What do you think, Luke? Yeah. You think that's you'd an have, interesting question. Who would it be for also? Damn. Fuck. <laughs> that's a really There's good so question. so many scenarios, yeah. Yeah. He could die protecting Daenerys. Yeah. He could die protecting someone else from Daenerys. You know what I can do on the next pod? I'll just include that, and then we can do a thought-out one for that. Yeah. I just, yeah, like, literally thought that. of that on the spot, and I was like... That uh, was really good. I know, fuck. <laughs> I wish I had thought of it sooner. Wasn't that a question submitted a couple pods ago? No. It was just something I talked about one time, just oh, about okay. how he had to die for someone, but then I didn't really think about it again until after Beric actually did die for Arya. Yeah. And then I was yeah. like, oh, shit. So, like, maybe he really was brought back just to save someone, you know, because he's not the prince that was promised. <laughs> mm-hmm. It wasn't yeah. Zora High, I mean, so... All right, I think that's a wrap on the episode. You know, we wanted to give a special shout out to all the people who reviewed our pod: Svanin Twenty Two, Logan Valentine, Oi Ninety One, Calmy Kells, Viking Dong Swag, Max Doors, <laughs> and Whitney Seventy Five. And we want to also give a shout out to Millie Clark for introducing coffee to Westeros in the last episode. Starbucks. And- also, shout out to Dan and Dave for horribly mispronouncing. <laughs> Cersei, and they pronounce it. What? How they even pronounce it? Cersei, Cersei, and then Miss. They pronounce Missande, Missande, and it, they did it multiple times. The, it was yeah. Was they say Sansa what? too. I don't like that either. Yeah, I think I messed up and said it's that like, one time on pod today too. But how do they have conversations with the actors about their characters? I know. I can't <laughs> believe that either. All right, but yeah, that's it. Um, we want to say if you like the pod, please go and rate and review us on iTunes, especially. It's huge for us. And make sure to leave your hand on the review so we can give you a shout out on the next pod. Also, follow us on Twitter at Not a Movie Pod. If you didn't catch the part with Pod the Rod in the background pulling women, um, we put a video up on it. So go check out our, our page. <laughs> go follow at Thrones Facts, too. That's our page where we just post straight up Game of Thrones news for the season. We got you there. At Culture Crave, same thing. We do news for Game of Thrones, we do news for Marvel on there, Star Wars, everything. All right, boys, I think that's it. We're out of here. Yep. Peace. Goodbye.